2: It's time! You asked for it and you got it at BruceBuffer.com. Championship introductions at a special rate are now provided for all of you as a keepsake for life, like you are being introduced like a champion in the cage. Just go to BruceBuffer.com. Specials for championship introductions, weddings, birthdays, voicemail, and business recordings. I'm here for you if you need me. Check me out at BruceBuffer.com. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Las Vegas, where the UFC is returning. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. This is No Holes Bar Radio, folks. Everything we discuss, sex, drugs, rock and roll, UFC, politics, COVID-19, film, TV, you name it. We talk about it. I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. Back from a week and into the new week. And TJ, how are you? I'm good, good, Bruce. How are you? I'm really good. We have on our special, thank you very much. We have on our special friend of the show, best friend of mine, good friend of yours, can't say best friend unless he says it, TJ. Sorry, I got to hear it from the horse's Jay, mouth. But man. I'm sorry, what can Maybe I do?
0: I'm self-conscious about my relationship with John Annick already.
2: <laughs> I'm jealous. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, you gave away who it is. Thank you. But it is it is none other than the commentator to the stars, the commentator to the fighters, the commentator to the champions, and the commentator to life. None other than John Anik. John,
1: how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. It is a pleasure to be with you boys. If I didn't have three children, we would have 60 minutes, you know? I mean, I want to spend all day with you boys. I miss TJ. And uh, even though I saw you a couple days ago, Buff, you know how I feel about you. So it's nice to see
2: you. I appreciate it. Let me just, let me just. this <laughs> <laughs> Well, what a weekend, John. That's all I can say. What a weekend. I got, we have to talk about UFC 261. I, I'll preface it by saying this, you know, we're back. Crowd sold out 15,000, looking forward to that happening on May 15th, looking at happening in June, May 10th with Mayweather, oh, excuse me, Mayweather, listen to me, Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. But um, wasn't it like Brazil, John? I mean, for me, the moment I walked out and there was maybe two, 3,000 people in the arena before the first fight, and they gave me all that adulation that it caused me to walk in the octagon, which I've never done in the States. I've done that in Brazil because, you know, I want to set the tone before we start. It was just from that moment, you realized this was going to be a really special night, aside from the card, which was crazy.
1: Imagine being one of those first two athletes, Leong Na and Ariane Carnelosi. In almost any other climate, certainly in the United States of America, you walk out and you don't hear a goddamn thing. And these are two athletes that obviously the crowd was not familiar who they were and it did not matter, right? Fans were so jonesing to be back in the building. We had fans coming from all over the U S presumably all over the world who just didn't want to miss this event. I had Brian Stan texting me last minute, considering flying in from Atlanta because he wanted to be in the building. So when I put this event on a pedestal and I talk about being the most be it being the most memorable live event that I have ever been a part of, uh, it makes me feel good to see TJ nodding his head because I think when you when you co- combine the backdrop of fans for the first time in a year, the gruesome nature of the two injuries then leading to some of the most incredible finishes in UFC championship history, it was the most special night I've been a part of recency bias or not.
2: I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. Cause quite frankly, I think it falls into 25 years of my announcing. Uh, I think I can honestly say this is in the top 10 greatest UFC events I've ever announced overall. You know, I mean, give, give me it
1: a top five buff for Christ's sakes, you went into the octagon to cheerlead for these people. Give it top five. All right. I'll give it top five. It was, I mean,
2: you. it was for many other reasons than just the amazing lineups and the, and the, you know, there were shockers, there was drama, there were surprises. There was no surprises, or the first two fights of the night, you know, with uh, Liang Na and Ariane uh, going into the Molina fight, I mean, and them winning the uh, performance bonus of the night. I always worry when the two fights, the first two fights are so incredible, you wonder how the rest of the night's going to be, right? Because we've had that jakes before, but this was not about that. This Guys, was just
0: Joe Rogan was crying the in the center of the damn octagon. It's number one. I don't care about recency bias. It's number one. And it comes down to one thing for me. It's energy. And I, I'm a big yeah. believer that the fans in the building propel these athletes to the greatest heights and Johnny brought up the the first fight of the night you know relative uh, quote unquote no namers to uh, fans that are in the building but this is something that uh, just felt different and felt special for a variety of reasons it was similar to uh, an event that I saw live which was the final WEC where we had the showtime kick and just a night of violence uh, closing out the WEC this was that magnified by I, I don't know a hundred probably is a conservative uh, magnification because this, like Bruce, you said, represented a lot. It wasn't just a sport on a pedestal. It was just society and culture getting back to normal. And, uh, I mean, it felt like something special to the television, guys, I got to say.
2: It did. It did. Every single fight. And then we had little situations occur. And We'll get into the fights in a second. But, John, you were there, like, for instance, when uh, Jake Paul was doing his thing with DC or whatever. it oh, Jake caused.
0: Paul was there? I didn't know. Oh, yeah, you didn't oh, know. Oh. I mean, and then, how
1: early? I can't believe we're going to invoke the name Jake Paul before Kamara Usman on It's Time Radio right now. I mean, um, right, let's
2: leave it have... alone then. let No, we'll no, 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 it's okay. I mean, okay. no.
1: Hey, I'm I mean, just talking DC... about the strange
2: things that happened that night combined no, with everything this else. was pop, aff- pop culture, though.
1: Yes. And DC was afforded two minutes to go make his point, And he came back to the broadcast table. And I will just tell you, not a beat of sweat on the man. Okay. No. Cool as a cucumber. He clearly got his point across. So good on Daniel Cormier. But I like hearing TJ sort of put this event, excuse me, in that context. And in terms of the athletes, and this as a performance enhancer, okay, if you dismiss this as a factor in some of these performances, then you're just not paying attention. When we sat down in our fighter meeting with Chris Weidman, we talked to him about the crowd as we did to a lot of the athletes. And he said, if you have a bad warm up in a COVID-19 climate, and then you walk out to fight at the apex – you're in real trouble because there's no crowd that's gonna put a band aid on your bad warm up. Yep, but in this climate, right. you have a crummy warm up. You walk through that tunnel, and they eliminate your bad warm up because they give you this natural source of adrenaline and a rush. And uh, there are a lot of these athletes that uh, the part of the reason they got in the game was to perform in front of an adoring crowd. So, right. give me all the fans and all all the super spreader events that we can put
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it, I didn't. So, speaking of super spreader, I. Listen, I'm vaccinated. You're vaccinated. We're oh, all sorry. vaccinated, you know, to a large extent. It was still a little nervous with all those people in there. I mean, I, and again, I'm going to apologize to the fans. As I said before, on a couple of previous It's Time radio shows, I apologize. I wasn't walking up, taking the pictures, shaking the hands. But, you know, I do practice safety and protocol. And with 15,000 people in the arena, odds are that there was some COVID running around there somewhere. So got to be well. Careful.
1: And I went the other way and just started taking pictures with everybody without a mask. I'm a jerk
2: now. (laughs) And No,
1: no, 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 no. Because you're the ultimate uh, you're the ultimate for all these people. But no, I sort of was sort of softly given an eye look by security, like, Hey, this is not really how we're going to be doing this. So I went to the other side of the arena. I said, I can't touch any of you fine Floridians, but I love you all. And I'm glad you're here, but no, it was special for all of us. And uh, it's just going to be interesting. No one had a mask on, obviously. It's going to be interesting now as we go to Houston, as we go to Vegas for July, and just to see how this continues, right? Because we are now out the other side, and I know for the UFC executives and for Dana, wanting to see how this event happened. And, uh, you know, as I sit here now, I feel pretty damn good, and I was very much exposed. So, um, you know, I think it's a, it's an encouraging sign that uh, that we, we got one in the can, don't you think? Yeah.
2: Definitely encouraging. I took my I took another COVID test today, mailed it in just to be sure. You know, of three four days can. after. Yeah, just be safe as always. Um, you know, for my loved ones and everybody else. Uh,
0: you know, I've given up worrying. I'm just going to tell you straight up. I've given up worrying.
1: If you saw me in that arena, you would be like, "That dude ain't worrying about a thing." What is yeah, he I I mean,
0: I, I've worried for a year, guys. I've taken you know not as many COVID tests as you both, but plenty and my fair share and. Uh, I don't know if I ever had it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I do know that I'm going to go crazy if we don't get back to normal somewhat soon. Uh, slowly but surely it's happening. I
2: don't know if we're back to completely 100%, you know, normal, maybe 95, whatever, but it's happening and we're getting used to it. I've never been
0: it. normal. I don't know
2: about you two, but right. I Well, right. I can pretty much say the same thing, but, you know, we're vaccinated. The bottom line is, is there's a, there's a shield of armor on us right now. If we, God forbid, something happens, it won't be as bad. According to science. Uh, so let's just go with science, okay? Aha, and, there you go. <laughs> all right, getting back to the show. Wow, first two fights leading up, going in, uh, Carl Roberson, Brennan Allen, uh, Alex Oliveira to getting taken out as fast as he did by Randy Brown. Very surprising, very great performance by Randy Brown. Anthony Smith and Jimmy Crute. I, you know, this was the night we saw two fighters get hurt. And um, Jimmy Croot, you know the leg buckling, obviously rings very well home with me. Wondering how bad that's going to be for the uh, the gentleman, Jimmy. But um, strange win for Anthony. It is a W. Hate to see fighters get hurt. Uriah, Chris Weidman. The irony, as we all know, the irony that Chris Weidman, who did pretty much the same injury to the great Anderson Silva, and returns to get it done to himself. Uh, not purposely, but unfortunately by Uriah Hall. I've only seen this injury three times in my 25 years of fighting, Corey Hill being the first one uh, years ago. It's brutal. And now Chris and I have been texting each other. I'm sending him a bottle of puncher's chance. He says he loves bourbon. I figure you're going to be tired of painkillers. You need this to help you get with what you're getting. But he's great. He's good spirits. He's good spirits. He's been operated on and he's got a a task ahead of him. John, I don't think he can be back for at least a year with this injury. I mean, they say six months, but My God.
1: Well, no, six months just to to, train. No, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect him to fight for probably 18 months or so. But the safest bet in the world is that he will fight. And, uh, you know, I hope that this isn't uh, shocking to people when I say this, but it's like Kobe Bryant is dead. Okay, And oftentimes these days when bad things happen. Right. My twin brother and I will find ourselves saying to each other, yes, this is a terrible thing. But you know what? You know, Kobe's not here. And there are a lot of other people that aren't here because of COVID-19 or whatever else. And I think for a man of faith, like Chris Weidman, You know, you build yourself up mentally to be able to survive things like this. And he certainly has a great support system around him with his family and his children. And of course, as I mentioned, his faith. And if you've watched his Instagram videos, this dude is so mentally forged that when he was writhing in pain on the ground, he said his inner monologue was trying to think about how to make this a positive experience, literally on the ground, writhing in pain. He was actually having thoughts about documenting his
0: recovery. Most people are trying not to go into shock and he's already like a road to recovery.
1: Exactly. As somebody who has had a spiral fracture of their femur, granted I was five years old and who has gone into shock, right? This dude, so impressive. And TJ and I and you, Bruce, obviously, but TJ and I in particular are exceedingly close with Ray Longo and have been for years and, it was really hard for us, I know, from that standpoint for Ray. And yet Ray is just like, I, he's seen it all at this point. So when I spoke with him on my drive back uh, from Jacksonville to Boca Raton, Florida uh, on Sunday, you know, not that he was minimizing it, but he right. just wasn't nearly as uh, as emotionally consumed by it, I think, as some of us.
0: Has anyone but, had a weirder, more strange 2021 than Ray Longo in the corner of both Aljamain Sterling and Chris Weidman? No.
2: No, and in respect to what he went through, or they all went through. No, it's just very strange. Very strange. You know, you wonder about the uh, the mental and intestinal fortitude, knowing you've got a, about two years of recovery ahead of you to get back to normal. Yeah,
0: I look, forget. That's going to bother him for the rest of his life. You don't break a bone like that and then not feel it when, you know, the dew point goes whatever way it needs to to feel it in your
2: bones. Well, yeah, but, agreed. But also, too, you know, then there's that. PSTS or I always get that wrong PSTD, whatever uh, yeah. of the injury that when you go back into spar, much less into I a fight, know. is your leg going to maintain that strength? I mean, I mean is it going to happen again? It's, maybe, it's unavoidable,
0: but, but this guy's finding silver linings while his leg is chopped in half. Like, I, I mean, if yeah. there's anything that's going to overcome the mental issues that a horrific injury would be like, it's going to be Chris. Why? He has He's a strong road ahead
2: of him. He's got warrior spirit. He'll, he'll get through it, but man, that's a tough one. This
1: is he, a tough won't one. Be, he won't come back a kicker, right? I mean, he kicked Uriah Hall's leg. I don't know what the miles per hour were, but with every ounce of him, I mean, if every you listen to a podcast this week, Longa was saying the way he was warming up in the back, one of their legs was gonna break. I mean, this is the t- Chris was ready to kill, man, you know, right. and uh you know, some people have suggested, oh, pre-fight x-ray might have shown how sort of damaged that bone had been. And, you know, all I can tell you is that he will kick again. He'll kick again with it and it'll have a rod in it and he won't be afraid to kick it. But I do believe he is such a skilled martial artist that he will work around this. Because, again, this calf kick and low kicks, right, It it's not just the person absorbing it, right? Jim Miller kicked Joe Lowe's on in a fight with a calf kick and had shin pain for three years. And he said, when you watch my film and the ensuing fights thereafter, the reason I wasn't leg kicking is because I was in pain. You know, people are like, oh, Jim Miller's getting away from the leg kick. It's like, no slap dick. I've been hurt for three years. So it's not just absorbing it. You pay a price to shin or toe or knee or ankle or foot anytime that you're throwing a low kick.
2: Yeah, no, there's no question. And we all know that uh, Longo said they trained in a certain way when Wyman check that kick for uh, Silva and look what happened. So
0: there's another thing, too. I think there's a bit of a misconception about uh, fighters conditioning their legs and their shins. Yes, you can condition your your shins and legs to kick, but you're deadening your nerves, not necessarily always making the bone significantly stronger. That's that's a lot harder to do. So the idea I heard some people saying that Weidman didn't condition his legs properly. It's like, I don't care how conditioned your legs are when that happens. Like, it's just going to break like it's just it's the irresistible Resistible force beating the unmovable object
2: no it it does it doesn't matter you know you can go kick as many trees as you want muay thai style the bottom line is you're you're not
0: going to feel it anymore but it doesn't mean you're not doing damage to your own
2: exactly it is what it is when it happens and god forbid it doesn't happen so all the best to chris weidman chris you're a true warrior uriah hall we know you're a warrior um I hate to see people get hurt on my shift, much less anybody else's shift. But this is life, and it's the game in the, which we all play. Especially, I,
0: I stub my damn toe, and I can't even find the silver lining in things. So Chris Weidman's a freaking hero. All right, he <laughs> sounds good. All
2: right, Jessica Andrade, and Valentina Shevchenko. You know the uh, Valentina is diversifyingly proving what a great mixed martial artist she is to subdue Jessica Andrade from her striking game, to take her down the power that Valentina showed leading into the victory that Valentina received. What more can we say? She's incredible. Question. Is she going to fight Amanda Nunes, John? Are we going to see that?
1: So I said on the broadcast, her appetite for well-roundedness as an athlete and a human being is something that I have never come across in my life. And she doesn't have this great desire to be the greatest of all time. She's a very wealthy woman right now, having five right. times successfully defended her title. She's done so on some big pay-per-views. This was obviously a big pay-per-view point night for her, underneath a Jorge Masvidal headline card. Right, and the challenges are running out at 125 pounds, obviously but there are hurdles with a trilogy fight with Amanda Nunes, you know, namely that it's not at the top of Valentina's wish list right now. She seems contented to defend her title, to try to clean out the division. There are still fresh names like Lauren Murphy and JoJo Calderwood that she has not beat head to head. We were talking about maybe a name like Jermaine Durandamy, right? Like some super fight type fight at 35 as a main event, even a non-title fight that would just competitively scratch some sort of itch, you know? But I think for Nunes, She has two head-to-head wins over her. I don't think you're going to see Amanda compete at 135 pounds long term. So it's a difficult proposition. The one thing I will say, though, Amanda Nunez is fighting Juliana Pena, who in my mind is a live underdog to potentially unseat Amanda Nunez. Maybe it won't happen. But Valentina has fought a lot of these elite women at 135 pounds, like Holly Holm, like Juliana Pena. And go see what Holly Holm, excuse me, go see what Valentina Shevchenko did to Juliana Pena in a main event on Fox several years ago, right? So let's see if Amanda Nunes can be as dominant against Juliana Pena as Valentina Shevchenko was. I guess it's a long-winded way of saying it's at the top of my wish list as a fight fan, but I don't right. think either athlete has the appetite for it right now.
2: I, I agree with you. I've thought about it myself. and I couldn't say it any different. I actually agree with you. you know. And then the other question is, just like uh, getting back to Israel out of Sonia, why don't you stay in your division, even though you've cleaned it out, and just dominate it? Just dominate
1: it. It happens all the time. And I don't uh, think he's cleaned the division out. So,
2: well, maybe that was a, that was an aggressive term on my part. There is there are other people to fight. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah. And I am with you on uh, uh, Pena and uh, Nunez. Uh, that's not a guarantee. And not a guarantee at all.
1: In MMA. I mean, it's a huge challenge, obviously. But uh, there are variables for Amanda when she cuts down to 35. And uh, again, how many championship training camps and championship fight nights are we going to ask Amanda Nunes to be to be perfect for? Right. She's always perfect. Like I always said, Floyd Mayweather, never flat on fight night. Not one time. This guy, some slow starts, but never flat on fight night. It's asking a lot for Amanda to keep being perfect. And uh, if anybody can beat her at 35 other than Valentina, for me, it's Juliana Pena. And I'm glad she's getting the shot.
2: Well, it's an exciting matchup, and that's what the UFC is all about. So let's just look forward to that, and uh, we'll make our judgment calls before, and uh, we'll make our results uh, <laughs> analyzation after. But I'm very excited. UFC just keeps – there's so much entertainment coming oh. up. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's It's just – I am I'm. I feel like I'm at a UFC buffet, and I can't get enough. Yeah,
1: you know? it's a good way to put it. No, uh, the cupboard is, is not bare, my friend. And uh, even if you look at this weekend's fight card – I mean, the main card is uh, is really deep and has some fights that will keep me up on this Eastern Standard Time Zone. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's a good time to be a UFC fan, no doubt.
2: No, no question. And you would talk about next week, what about the week after? Which I won't be there next week, but I'll, this weekend, but I'll be there the week after. Uh, unfortunately, TJ Dillashaw's fight has been called off, of Corey Sanh- Sanhagen, due to a uh, headbutt. I was texting TJ this morning about yeah. that. He's that's not a good feeling, but that card is loaded immediately. Diego Sanchez and Cerrone will probably slip into the main
1: event, but you got, they will not. It, it, it's just, it's just loaded. You don't think it will. No. Which one do you think not. will become the main? hundred percent. It will not. There are some reports out there as to what the UFC is going to be doing, but I know too much right now to have this conversation, yeah, don't, but I'm don't show sure you Sanchez and Cerrone will not be the headliner.
0: John. Okay. It, me it pro that. MMA debut main event. Again? <laughs>
2: you're your pro, pro debut. John. Debut, John. You. Yeah.
0: You the main event. no, Definitely oh, not.
1: Okay. not having an amateur fight in 2023, TJ. Let us not get ahead of ourselves.
2: Okay, are we, all right. What is it going to be, John? John, the animal, Anik. What, what's the nickname? What are we? No, got?
1: it's the anaconda, and it goes in front of my name. Anaconda, um John, the, I like it. The anaconda. But No, it might be Johnny Blaze because it is more appropriate. Because it's it more that appropriate. That's <laughs> for sure. All right, John, we know you. We know you got to go. And, I you know, have till 2.35 Eastern if you want the seven minutes.
2: I want the seven minutes because Zhang, Welly, Rose, Namajunas, let me tell you, when Rose walked in that octagon, I saw fire in her eye that I've never seen before, and I always see fire in her eye. But when she was shadow boxing and throwing those concise, powerful, three-, four-punch combinations in the corner waiting for Zhang to walk into the octagon, right. I thought to myself, there's something going on here. Yeah. And there was something going on here. Do you think Zhang was affected at all? Uh, being the yes. great fighter she is by those booze and by the exception, she got walking in the arena.
1: For the listeners and the viewers and for TJ, too, I wonder when you hear Bruce and I say things like we've never seen Thug Rose Namajunas have that type of fire in her eye. I hope that doesn't fall on deaf ears, right? Because yeah. so much of Rose's success has to do with whether or not that fire is in her eyes. And she was as intense as I've ever seen her as focused on the task at hand as I've ever seen her as prepared for a fight as she has ever been before. She executed perfectly as Pat Berry texted me after the fact. She was ready to kill and she has so many weapons. It's amazing to think back to her days of flying arm bars, right? Because she's one of the most brilliant strikers in the game. And it's amazing to hear UFC strikers and fighters talk about her on the feet in these glowing terms. But yeah, Zhang Wei Li was surprised by the booze. We referenced it on broadcast, and uh, I think she was a little bit phased by that. And hey, back in the day, it was asking a lot for Jessica Andrade three months after winning her title to go to China and fight Zhang Wei Li in her backyard. I mean, there is some sort of home court advantage, and uh, you know, the Americans made Rosanama Namajunas feel at home.
0: So you know, uh, I, I thought it was interesting that a lot of people were kind of getting on the American fans for booing uh, Zhang Wei Li. I understand that. Yeah, I mean maybe you don't want to boo, or maybe it's a bad look, but in Brazil, they literally chant, you're going to die. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about playing an away game that is great about sports. Let me ask you this. Why is patriotism
1: accepted in Brazil and Australia, but not in the US, right? Like, when I hear American UFC crowds start with their USA chants, I'm thinking it's about fucking time, you know? I mean, can we get behind the American athletes when Michael Chandler goes to fight island with stars and stripes? It's like, are, are we Americans? You know what I mean? It's like, so I love the Brazilian nationality and the pride and everything, you know, buff, how special those shows are. Oh yeah. But, you know, no once question. in a while, it'd be nice for an American athlete to walk out and feel like they got a home court advantage.
2: Agreed. Agreed. No. And I think a lot of them got that feeling on Saturday night for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Rose, I, it was emotional watching her. That night, it was a it was a beautiful experience to watch her. Zhang will be back stronger than ever, I'm sure. Uh, Let's see how Rose reigns. Second time wearing the gold around her waist, you know, unbelievable, and her faith and her belief in herself, unbelievable. So wonderful thing congratulations rose
0: and a well, lot of big the, fights. the patriotism quick thing uh real quick I, I remember there was like a a show on the east coast one time and i think this is sort of where the narrative in mma about american patriotism kind of gets a, a bad taste left in people's mouths um yuki kondo fought trevor prangley yuki kondo from japan people were chanting usa in support right. of trevor prangley who's from south africa Right. With the white guy fighting right. the Japanese man. So, right. you know what I mean? But, but still, like I, I, the, the bottom line is combat sports all around the world in sports in general, too, all around the world is a uh, point of national pride. And for whatever reason, you're right, John. I feel like Americans are almost made to apologize uh, for it. And then
1: people are trying to draw conclusions as to why they are booing. Like, I'll tell you right now, if I'm an American going to a sporting event and I'm drinking, having a good time and it's an American fighting a Canadian, you know, like I'm gonna have fun. OK, hey, and hey. maybe at the Canadian's expense. So
0: perception how, is reality. How, how dare the Red Sox fans boo the Yankees when they well,
1: right. I mean, that's why I'm just like, uh, what yeah, is yeah, the yeah. problem with like, <laughs> it's a way of showing support to the other athlete, you know, but right. I'm just excited for Rose because it's such a great team and these people are so easy to root for. And there are a lot of big fights ahead of her if she wants them. She wants to be champion now. And that hasn't always been the case. And that's yeah. that's a very interesting. thing.
2: It's incredible. Okay, we got two minutes here. John, Kam- Kamara Usman, Kamara, kamar
1: We finally Usman. nailed that down. Kamara Usman, uh, Warrior Hospital. What else can you say, right? <clears throat> UFC president Dana White took the podium at the post-fight press conference, and yeah. he suggested that Kamar Usman is on his way to becoming the greatest of all time, yes, and that is what I see right now. Yes. And when you talk about 14 and 0 in the UFC, and the potential to go to 17 and 0 in the UFC and unseat that record of Anderson Silva's doesn't get any better than that. And no, certainly the Demetrius Johnson it. fans will say, Hey, man, you know, I thought he beat Sahuto, and who knows? But uh, right. that's revisionist history, right? Kamar Usman is continuously getting better as he's not 38, he's 33. And he's had two massive paydays inside of 71 days. Go back to Flight Island last July. You're talking about three pay-per-views that he has headlined here inside of of 10 months or so. All exciting fights. I mean, what what else can you say, man? The world is his oyster right now. And real quickly, if he were to go right now, Covington rematch, Edwards rematch, and like a win over Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, yeah, he could be the greatest of all time for me. For sure, he's well on his way to joining Johnny Bones.
2: Again, I, I agree with you 100%. And what a class act he is, both in and out of the octagon, the way he handles himself. love seeing him put the belt around his dad, family inside, the whole bit. Just Just wonderful. So much emotion for me and so much emotion for you and so much pride in what we do. It was the ultimate night in the ultimate fighting championship and an ultimate experience for you and me.
1: You put it well. No and then I come home and it's like daddy daycare, right? I'm <laughs> pick up a child. You feel like you're living two lives, honestly. I know, I know TJ can relate. You know, coming back from these shows, it's like, oh, honey, are you well rested? Well, we actually, it's rhetorical. We don't care how rested you are. Why don't you pick up a child or pick up a mess or do something? Make yourself useful. So, yeah, that's what I'm talking
0: I just offer to buy more Fortnite
2: V Bucks. Con- right. right. Hey, whatever it takes. Listen, John. Before you go, um, Conor McGregor sold a large part of his well part of his company. He'll still stay on with Audi and in their faith. Six hundred million. Yeah. Proper twelve. Uh, I don't yeah. know how much it's going to break down in cash up front, but the money in this game is ridiculous. But good for yeah. Conor. Good for Conor.
1: I'm, nice I'm a puncher's chance guy myself.
2: <laughs> so am I. Here we are. Big cheers to Puncher's chance. You see,
1: I do have a bottle of Proper Twelve in the shop. That's okay. That's uh, all right. It's uh, all good. But no, I'm happy for Connor, and uh, you know, I just—he's a master man. Even the way he just handled that donation. To to the Louisiana Yeah, what
2: what Center. happened with that? Did he make the donation? I forget.
1: He made a donation to the Boys and Girls Club of Louisiana so that the kids that he wanted to benefit from his donation will, but he was put off by the fact that Dustin suggested the donation was delayed or not coming. And so he pivoted from Poirier's foundation to the local boys and girls club. I mean, it's a well thought move. I think Audi was probably behind it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a nice stroke by Connor, not on like proper twelve.
2: Was it a half million dollar donation? Yes. Good. For, okay, good, good, good. Man of his word then. That's yeah. how you got to put it, right there, right there. John, I know we got to go. I definitely got other things to talk to you about, but I, I really appreciate you on the show. I'll see you, uh, see you what, uh, May 15th I'll in see Houston? You May, May 7th. May Oh, May 7th. I'll see you there. Okay, I'll fantastic. Yeah. Very Thank excited about for the for show. Thank you
1: for having me. Sorry, my window is short today, but uh, pleasure's it's all. Only. Okay. You
2: got puncher's chance shirts and hats on the way, my friend.
1: Yes. So I can stop wearing... Bilal Muhammad. Remember the show. <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
2: <laughs> I enjoy John. Right. Best of the family. Say hi to Chrissy and the kids. Thank and uh, I will see you very, very soon. Thanks for giving us the time today.
1: Anytime. Great to see you boys. TJ. Take care, Bruce. You see you soon, my man. All
2: right, Johnny, take care. Bye-bye, hi, John. John Anik folks. Always a pleasure to have John on the, on the show. Uh, so analytical and he's right. I mean, yeah, top five shows. I'll give it that. There was just, I, I, Honestly, it might even be in the, one of the top three or top two. That show just had everything, everything combined with the fact you're dealing with three champions. I told
0: you it's number one. Like, stop making excuses for it. I know you're yeah. biased, and I know hyperbole makes uh, a lot of these things sound like it's disingenuous, but uh, you tell me a, a show that's better right now, and I I can't find one. I, I don't know.
2: Okay. I'll, you know what? Again, perception is
0: reality. I mean, you get, call get, it whatever you want. I'm all you good You know to what go. I mean? But, like, this is a night that I will remember – for the rest of my life and i was sitting in my studio that tells you something i've been to mixed martial arts events bruce that i don't remember like been in the building like with you i don't remember those nights i'll never forget this night and i wasn't even there
2: i'm with you i'm with you all the way totally all the way let's get into some news i think we've kind of really enjoyed that uh i, I i'm still high i'm still amped okay i i Good know day. when i came out and did the it's time and and at the beginning and i think uh, ufc posted something and ESPN and all, and it kind of went a little viral, but the show obviously had a large pay-per-view audience, but you could see, I, I saw it in my face when I looked at it. I go, yeah, that crowd affected me. You know, because I've been doing this in front of no crowds and bringing the heat. But that crowd, the crowd definitely got me going. So thank you, UFC fans. I love you. You're the greatest fans.
0: Energy is something else, Bruce. And that's why I think your job, while some people may not uh, respect it as much as they should, you set the table. You drive that energy. And if you take away the energy, you'll have a flat night of fights. I promise you that. Um, That you have the energy, uh, you get things like uh, we
2: saw last Saturday. Exactly. And if you don't feed and roll with the energy, then you're not doing your job. You're letting the people down. I don't let people down. Exactly. I try to do the best I can. Okay, now let's go on to a couple other things here. Thank you, TJ. Uh, it was announced yesterday that Logan Paul was going to be boxing Mayweather, June sixth. Logan and I were texting each other last night. Uh, he's ready for it. It's amazing. You know, it's a money grab. It's gonna be a lot of money for both. Millions of of fans it's not of pro Logan. Fight, right? Pardon me? It's not a pro fight, correct? I don't know how the There's details no are. I I again, if Logan's last boxing match was considered a pro fight. Then this will be, be, an it can, be an exhibition. It's got to be an exhibition. It's got to be an exhibition. I don't know how it's going to affect Mayweather's
0: Here's record. If this is a professional fight, shame on the athletic commission for licensing it. I'm Agreed. sorry. It's just, there, there's no way you can justify where's it going to be held. I don't know. I don't know. That's the question. But I also said that I didn't think Conor McGregor should necessarily be licensed as a pro boxer and, and have his fight with Floyd Mayweather uh, approved because Conor lacked the boxing experience. We all saw how that turned out. Bottom line is this. Floyd Mayweather steps in the ring with Logan Paul. Floyd's going to take care of Logan. He's not going to hurt him. He's going to go you know, rounds with him and maybe he'll ultimately get a stoppage towards the end of it. But he's going to put Logan through his paces and it's going to be a spectacle. And if you want to buy it, buy it. But let's not for a second treat this as a professional boxing match. You're frozen.
2: You and are. we're back. And we're back. Uh, finish what you're saying. I
0: well lost you for part of that. Uh, I, I, all I said was uh, it's not a. It shouldn't be a pro boxing match. We shouldn't treat it as such.
2: No, it should be an exhibition. As all these fights should be considered exhibition. It's you know on one end. I'm fine with it. As I've said before, it's it's money, it's entertainment. And anybody that says that's people were saying on my post on Instagram, why are you doing that? I'm not going to watch it. You know what? There is a UFC that night. I'm sure you'll all enjoy it. They're going to time it so you can see both. You're going to watch. okay? you're going to. I won't. Oh, you'll watch after a repeat to see what happened. No, I didn't even see uh, Jake Paul and Ben Askren. If it's if I'm free and I'm off that weekend, it works out. I'll watch it. I won't pay for it. it. I'll go somewhere where somebody did pay for it.
0: No. I mean, he, again, this is my thing. I, I watch combat sports generally because I want to see who the, the better fighter is, the best, who the best fighter in the world is, for that matter. I know who the better fighter, the better boxer between Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul is. And uh, outside of a Logan Paul n- knockout that everyone freaks out, I, I don't need to see it. I don't really care. No, I'm with you. And I know that's a feeling for a lot of people, but it will get. Bruce, I'm not kidding you. I'm I'm maybe unhip. I only know Logan Paul because he's been on this show. That's it. it, Logan Paul's nobody to me.
2: Well, I know you mean that respectfully. You mean, right. I'm not his audience.
0: I'm just right. I'm not denying his reach. I'm just saying to me, I don't know much about him. And that said, that's probably why I don't really care to see him box Floyd Mayweather. And that makes total sense. But the millions of fans that he has,
2: 25 or sure. more million on Instagram. That's fine. That's why they're drawing seven-figure pay-per-view buys. It's going to make a lot of money. Mayweather's going to – the fans will want to see what happens. Yeah. And hey. there'll be ones that don't, like yourself. It's okay. It's going to get put, a ton put, of views. Put Logan Paul in the octagon of the UFC? I'm curious now. I know. Well, I've, awesome I've been like curious that. about that since the beginning because of his sure. wrestling background. But that's up to Dana and
0: the powers that be. Right. And
2: well, Jake, well, Jake Paul is not fueling that one very well, so –
0: I mean, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Like, I know they're twins, but there's very much a yin and a yang. The way that Logan sort of carries himself, I can see him making a lot of things happen. Jake may make some things happen, but it's almost to spite his persona. It's almost like he's the heel. You know what I mean? He's the bad guy. Well, you put it you put it well with the
2: yin and the yang comment, and Logan Paul was on our show and even commented on, you know, on uh, his brother you know it's yeah, just, they uh, just
0: like flip a coin decide which one was going to be the good cop and the bad cop like i don't know
2: uh, no i think from what i remember logan talking about is he has no control over his brother and his brother is a is a wild child you know to whatever extent i mean who who was more popular first like who, who I, I think it was jake if i'm not mistaken okay. i'd have to ask my boys but i'm i'm not sure i don't even want to say i don't know all i know is they're both popular and jake's getting more popular for good and bad reasons uh, as we've seen good and poor reasons as we've seen and logan's on a steady uh constant float hey do your exhibition make your money sure train, have fun i'm not going to be have mad fun.
0: at anybody for going
2: to make a dollar well let's talk about another one coming up Okay. Uh, Mike Tyson tells TMZ Sports his next boxing opponent is all lined up and it's a rematch with Lennox Lewis. Okay, cool. Okay. So question, will that be, uh, is the commission going to look at that as an exhibition? I would think the same thing. They're both, you know, it's got to, it's got to be an exhibition. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's got to be. I mean, it should be the same thing that, that uh, the RJJ fight was. Yeah. So
2: Whatever uh, Tyson was going to fight Holyfield, that fell apart. Now this is what's happening. But we're hearing all these things come out. It's 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 real when it's set in stone. Paula Mayweather now is supposedly and respectfully set in stone. And so are all the great USC's coming up. So we have a lot of entertainment and and we're all done with the fighting. Let's go on to some news. Remember, I told you about that story of Manhattan Beach, uh, that Ola County Supervisor Janice Hahn and the rest of the county uh, was going to possibly return a black family's beachfront property that was stolen. Yeah, I remember years that story. ago. Yep. Well, it looks like it's happening. Uh, they're going to make amends. They're going to give the land back. That's great. It's incredible. I think it's a beautiful thing, and it's going to set a precedent for sure. There was another incident here. It was in New Hampshire. Uh, a gender, there's been a couple of instances with fires breaking out, these gender reveal parties, right? Yeah. So they had a gender reveal party in New Hampshire, but the, the whole area, these towns were rocked by this ground-shaking blast. They used explosives, to reveal the gender of their unborn baby right they used 80 pounds of tannerite 80 pounds 80 pounds that's an explosive target that's used for firearms practice okay like 80 pounds exactly the the explosion they did knocked pictures off walls of neighbors cracked the foundations of neighbors homes well, at the can, foundation Crack the foundation in 2018, a Tannerite explosion in Arizona at an Arizona gender reveal event. I don't know why they're related to gender reveal events set off a 45,000 acre wildfire people.
0: We had it last year in California. Yeah. Stop this. Yeah. Stop this. Just stop it. Hey, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I I celebrate everyone who's welcoming a child. Yes. It's exciting to find out if they're I'll happy. do a cameo for you. I do them
2: all the time. Exactly. You know, don't, don't, don't
0: explode things. Don't burn down the world, please.
2: Oh, man. Jesus. Unbelievable. I, I don't know. I guess that's going to fall into our stupid as a stupid does. I'm very happy they had a baby, but that's not the way to do it. Here's another one that's really interesting under stupid as a stupid does a Florida couple went and searched out this like very expensive dream home Mm -hmm. is they didn't own it. It's like a 16,300 square foot, 1500 square meter mansion. Right. So they show up on their weekend for the wedding celebration, the ceremony, Saturday brunch on Sunday. Okay. The, the, the estate has a bowling alley, swimming pool, waterfall, hot tub, tennis courts, gazebo, 800 foot bar, the whole that. They actually set up and trespassed on the property and held their wedding on the property without getting permission. Wait, what? So the day that the thing was happening, uh, the uh, guy that owned the place said that people were trespassing on his property and that they were harassing him and stuff like that. Oh, my God. And he said they're having a
0: wedding here. I don't know what's going on. All I want is for us to stop. Like, We're going to have a wedding here. All right. Yep. The police came. You want to talk it, it, about feeling entitled? My
2: God, unbelievable! It's a five million dollar home. The police came, and um, like, what do you? They, they stopped it. They that? stopped. They they stopped it. They like, stopped how it. do
0: you say, like, oh, I thought I could do this because? What is that because?
2: They sent out elaborate invitations. They they planned it like a normal wedding.
0: Did they just hope that they wouldn't be home?
2: Supposedly, they had contact with the with the person earlier when they went to see it, and they said that they have their wedding there, and uh. It was like a few months later, if he could use the wedding and, and the guy, the owner said, no. And they went out and did it anyway. I don't get it's it.
0: It's a huge liability to have that many people on your property. Um, Cause if anything goes wrong, it's on you. I don't know what the legal
2: recourse out of this is going to be or what's going to happen, but I, I mean, we have homeowners
0: insurance. insurance, but like, yeah, if someone like falls on your property, like you're going to be on the hook for it generally. Uh, th- that is bizarre because it's very bizarre. think about this, like not only is the wedding party, trespassing but all of their guests are like i don't even know how you handle that and like the embarrassment that you would have as the the wedding couple to like have to be like yeah sorry we can't get married here because we never got permission and whatever bye crazy
2: stuff but we live in a crazy world um no question
0: you know a lot of people might just go with it bruce because they're too you know uh tentative to sort of be assertive and be like get the hell out of here You know what I mean? They might just be like, I guess we're having a wedding. I don't know.
2: Plan it, rent it, do it legal so it doesn't get interfered with (laughs) whatever the case might be. All right, Uh, TJ, that's really about it. I just wanted to go over, you know, UFC 216, uh, 261 rather. And of course, you know, the upcoming UFC this weekend. Very excited about May uh, 8th show. Like John said, that's going to be awesome. Sorry about TJ Joe Joe Shaw with the headbutt, which again is another example of going in hard sparring before a fight. You know, or just a, a mistake that happened. Not much to say about it. Not much to say about it. It is what it is. As the saying goes, it is what it is. How long has it been since TJ fought? Two years. Ouch. You know. Yeah. Ouch. So, what is that? Probably a ninety day mandatory suspension.
0: Nah, he won't be suspended because it wasn't like in actual competition. But obviously it from it being, to being heal. okayed. Yeah, it has to heal. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there have been fighters that have been cut and glued back together days before uh, their fight and they fight. Um, I know uh, an athlete that actually got uh, a bit of plastic surgery to make sure that they could still make their fight. Um, gotcha. but, but yeah, no, I mean, bottom line is this uh, t- to me, sparring is a very tricky thing. When you look at guys like Robbie Lawler, who've been in the sport for a very long time and said that their career longevity was based on the fact that they just gave up sparring. Uh, I know you need to do it. But at the same time, sparring is not about impact. It's about timing. It's about footwork. It's about understanding the uh, ebb and flow uh, of a fight. You can do that without getting hurt. And I'm not saying that they were careless here, but I mean, a headbutt this close to the fight. I don't know, man. It it definitely is unfortunate. I agree. (laughs) I agree.
2: Sorry, TJ, but you know what? Again, another fighter with warrior spirit, you've been patient this long, got to be a little more patient. And I'm sure the UFC will have you back in headlining an event again, uh, hopefully against Corey, cause he deserves a chance to do it too. So what can you say? And it always makes you wonder, you know, all this training, everything, then the head button, of course, Corey and him walk away with no money, right?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's
2: the issue here, right? Yeah. After paying for the training camp, the life of a fighter, loneliest, uh, job in sports and, uh, here's an example of how it can go right, you know, is where it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, fighter spirit is uh, more than just uh, the heart that you show inside the octagon. There's a lot of heart that has to be shown on the outside as well.
2: Exactly. And speaking of a lot of heart, Mother's Day is coming up. Uh, I'll be busy doing Mother's Day videos at BruceBuffer.com and a cameo already Mother's Day orders coming in. I love my mom. She's my rock. I will take great honor in doing videos and audios to celebrate. All of your mother's specials days, if you care for me, too, because Mother's Day is a big day. And uh, what can we say? Hopefully, we all love our moms. I know I do. So, all good. TJ, go ahead. Let's sign off. What's happening?
0: Uh, extra rounds coming up uh, today, as people hear this Thursday. Going to be joined by Boss Rutten to celebrate Pride Never Dies on UFC Fight Pass. So, uh, rewatching some old fights from the monster, Kevin Randleman, the late Kevin Randleman, paying uh, some respect to what he did inside the Pride Fighting Championships ring um pearl gonzalez on the show ray longo is supposed to join us he was going to come on this show today bruce but he was traveling uh he's headed to uh las vegas so uh he was unfortunately unavailable for us today but uh, we will probably get ray uh, on the air relatively soon and uh that's it check out uh extra rounds on ufc fight pass or you can download the podcast wherever you get podcasts fantastic um tell boss
2: Give him give Boss a hug for me or whether it's you know, already in the hug. can buff. Oh, it's in the I, can. I was but, gonna tell you to tell him that he's still the most handsome man in martial oh, arts. Yeah. He knows. And then um, you know, the, the fight the boss had with uh Kevin Randleman, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, was
0: definitely one of the more epic, I thought, I, I enjoyed it. Oh, 100%. Yeah, but yeah. Boss is such a great individual and, and one of the true ambassadors of the sport. We should try to get Boss on the show sometime. I'd love to get Boss on the show. Maybe we'll
2: you know talk about the karate league he's working with and stuff. And I always told you, if I was in a street fight, you ask me who I want beside me, I want Chuck Liddell and Boss Rudin right beside me.
0: Yeah. I mean, boss uh, has got a whole instructional series on street. Fighting. I love it. Bang, bang, Wrong, bang. bang ma. Yeah, no, it's the it. best. Yeah. Check out that street
2: fighting video on YouTube. It's awesome. And it's got yep. some good, good, good information. Not that I want you to get into a street.
0: No, fight. but just, you know, know the techniques in case you need to defend yourself.
2: With you all the way, TJ. Okay. With that being said, we'll be back next week. Um, I'm excited to have a comfortable, relaxing weekend at home. Got some special plans. Enjoy, and I'm going to enjoy. And then back on the road again next week, and the week after, and the week after that. Being the UFC Road Warrior that we are, great experience this weekend. Be back for the big show in Houston. Uh, Everybody, set your goals, write them down. Be the best you can be. So when you set on that path. You are performing at your best. And that means you're winning. And that's what we're all about on It's Time Radio. It's all about winning, folks. So with that being said, I wish you a great week. Much love. Be safe, everybody. Stay well. Be healthy. Love life. Buffer out. Thanks so much for tuning in.